I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today on episode 91, I talk about how small improvements can lead to big growth. You'll learn how great leaders share a philosophy of making small improvements. How to improve your devotional life, how to improve your daily schedule, and how to be the best you can be. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no-regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Last episode, I interviewed Brian and Abby Mackey, Flagstaff Mission Team leaders, and I am thrilled that they're going there. They're going to do a fantastic job. This week, I'm happy because we're having a men's retreat led by Chris Schwarzenberger, who's coming down from Spokane, Washington. Chris is an old friend from Ashland, Oregon, and a powerful man of God, and I look forward to hearing him speak. I want to give a shout-out to Zach Anton and the mission team uh, that he leads there in Cardiff, Wales. And uh, recently I got a message from Zach, and he said, We are in Cardiff, Wales, UK. There There was a church here back in the day. It fell apart in 2003. The UK regional family really wanted to plant Cardiff again because it was the last UK country that didn't have a church. We started in January. Really appreciate the call to faith that keeps coming through your episodes. It's helped us to focus on the right things. Thanks so much for the encouragement, Zach. Really appreciate it and have prayed and will continue to pray for your mission team there in Cardiff. That's awesome. Keep up the good work. I want to let you know about the Climb Small Church Leadership Conference planned plan to be held in December 2 through 5 in Dallas, Texas. And I hope to have registration set up before the end of the month. And that's going to be a conference dedicated to small church or small ministry leaders. It's there to encourage, and we are going to have a total blast. We did this back in 2019 in Eau Claire, Wisconsin with the Look Up Conference. We're going to call it CLIMB this time. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. Now, if you're not in North or South America, you go, I'd love to come. We're going to have an Asian small church leadership conference the following week. So that would probably be right around December 9th. And that will be held virtually. And so we'll get more information to you about that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So please set aside the date. We'll have registration December 2 through 5, CLIMB Small Church Leadership Conference. Don't miss it. It's going to be Super, super helpful and encouraging. Today I want to talk about how small improvements can lead to big growth. The fate of British cycling changed one day in 2003. Since 1908, British riders had won just a single gold medal at the Olympic Games. And they'd fared even worse in cycling's biggest race, the Tour de France. In 110 years, No British cyclist had ever won the event. In fact, the performance of the British riders had been so underwhelming 
that one of the top bike manufacturers in Europe refused to sell bikes to the team because they were afraid that it would hurt sales if other professionals saw the Brits using their gear. Dave Brailsford had been hired to put British cycling on a new trajectory. What made him different from previous coaches was his relentless commitment to a strategy that he referred to as the aggregation of marginal gains, which was the philosophy of searching for a tiny margin of improvement in everything you do. Brailsford said, The whole principle came from the idea that if you broke down everything you could think of that goes into riding a bike and then improve it by 1%, you will get a significant increase when you put them all together. During the 10-year span, from 2007 to 2017, British cyclists won 178 world championships and 66 Olympic or Paralympic gold medals and captured five Tour de France victories in what is widely regarded as the most successful run in cycling history. This story, shared from Atomic Habits, written by James Clear, reminds me that little improvements lead to big change over time. I'd like to ask you, what if you got 1% better every day? What if your marriage got 1% better every day? What if your church or ministry got 1% better every day? The writer explains that initially your improvement will hardly be noticeable, but if you were to make a small 1% improvement every day, you would be 37 times better than when you started. Start small to go big. When you study leaders who are making a difference, business leaders, coaches, ministers, or even good parents, you'll find a pattern of attention to small improvements. Listen to what the 10-time NCAA basketball championship winning coach John Wooden counsels. He says, you have to apply yourself each day to becoming a little better. By applying yourself to the task of becoming a little better each and every day, over a period of time, you'll become a lot better. Only then will you be able to approach being the best you can be. Now, this is the same John Wooden, who in his writings and his leadership biography, shares that the first lesson he would teach incoming freshmen is how to put on their socks. And he said people would wonder, why, why are you teaching? We know how to put on socks. But he would explain that Socks socks can cause blisters. Blisters can prevent top players from playing their best. And when that happens, championships can't be won. I mean, just an intense focus on the small things that led to 10 national championships. So Paul shares the same principle in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 16. He writes, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Paul tells us to be very careful about the small details of our lives. We need to examine the easy-to-overlook behaviors and routines that guide 90% of our lives. We need to pay attention to the small opportunities that pop up and that we often leave unexploited. We can't be careless about the boring and seemingly insignificant details of our lives. What areas in our lives do we need to start being careful with? Well, first of all, be very careful with your devotional life. How can you energize your walk with God? 
What can you do to find power and inspiration every morning that you spend with God? Do you miss days without connecting with God? Do you find yourself anxious to get started with your quote-unquote real work during your devotional time? Does your spiritual routine leave you at peace and motivated to do the work of God? If not, it's time to make a small daily improvement in the quality of your time with God. Recently, I made a few decisions to improve my time with God in the following ways. Number one, I give myself permission to take as long as I need to be close and feel close to God. Secondly, I give myself permission to enjoy my relationship with God every day. I don't have to do something or accomplish something first to quote-unquote earn a satisfying relationship with God. I've decided to allow myself to be happy every day in my connection to Christ. I refuse to wait until at some undetermined time in the future, my accomplishments will somehow allow me the freedom to enjoy peace in my relationship with God. I'm a, I'm a very ambitious person. I want to do great things for God. I'd love to plant churches. I'd love to plant 10 churches in the next 10 years. But if I condition my relationship with God or my joy level to accomplishing that, I'm not going to be happy for a long time. And yet, subconsciously, I can tell myself, hey, once you get something done, then you can relax and be happy. But then I, I thought about what Jesus said. And he says, listen, don't rejoice that the demons submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And I, I just had to look at my times with God and say, listen, this is it. This is success every single day. I am saved. I've won the jackpot. I'm, I've, I've won the, the lottery here of life. I'm going to heaven. And no matter what happens in the future, I've decided every single day I'm going to be fired up because I've already arrived. I'm, I'm a child of God right now. Now, these are small tweaks in my spiritual life, but they're powerful enough to put me into an entirely different mindset as my workday gets going. And so take a look at your, your devotional life and ask yourself, when you leave your time with God, are you fired up? And if not, what's it going to take to get there? Sometimes we can allow weeks to pass by, even months, where, yes, we're having a quiet time, we're checking it off the box, but it doesn't provide any power. It doesn't provide any peace. Next thing we need to be very careful about is our daily schedule. We've got to be careful about how we spend our time. In our hyper-connected world, we can spend our days responding to the needs of other people by text, email, or social media. You cannot make your own unique contribution to this world if you only serve the requests of other people. Carve out dedicated time to do the most important work that you want to do. That'll mean making small improvements in limiting access to you at certain times of the day. Here are a few things that have worked for me. I use the Freedom app that prevents you from checking email or distracting websites for a period of time that you designate. And, you know, I've just, I find that when I wake up, it's so tempting to check my email, to check my texts. And I just, I've, I've got a, a really good app on my browser that I can just block everything so I'm, I'm not checking Facebook, I'm not checking any messaging or emails. It just won't let me go there, and it's awesome because it forces me every time that I, you know, I'm tempted to go back to the work that's productive or just spending time reading or praying. 
Don't check your phone or email before your workday starts at 8 o'clock or 9 a.m. in the morning. Whenever your workday starts, make it make a decision, hey, that can wait. I'm going to do the most important work first. Another decision I made is that the first thing I will do once I finish my devotional time is to write 1,000 words. Now, I have to recommit to this frequently and give myself permission to put my agenda ahead of ministry problems, crises, and requests for information. If I do not do this, I end up at the end of the week late on my sermon preparation, mad at myself for not doing what I considered most important, and wondering where my time went and what I had to show for it. You know, I can get so involved in busy work that I'm just typing away on the computer, answering emails, blah, blah, blah. And I haven't put the time into writing the sermons. You know, recently John Lust did a great webinar. John and Barry, they did a great webinar. And they talked about putting the hours in necessary for a great sermon. Well, if I don't put the time into writing, guess what? It just doesn't happen. So what are some other areas to examine that might be ripe for improvement in your life? Do you have any evenings that are reserved for reaching out to those who don't know God? How consistent are you in meeting with people that you're mentoring? Are you making the most of daily opportunities to share your faith? Do you have new invitation cards that you can start using, especially now that COVID is is seemingly starting to ease up a little bit? Are you prepared to start sharing your faith more actively? Is your week scheduled in such a way to reach the lost, fellowship with disciples, and build your marriage and family, and have a little fun on the side? Be the best you can be. We've got an incredible opportunity as we come out into the new world of life after COVID-19. Now, we can bemoan the condition our lives, ministries, and relationships may be in, or we can go to work making small improvements every single day. By doing that, we will in time find ourselves stronger than we ever were before the pandemic and more fruitful, happy, and creative than we've ever been before. Don't compare yourself to other people ministries, or churches. You can learn from the good ideas of others, and I love to. I mean, I just love talking to people. I just have really loved interviewing other people. But if you obsess about how you don't have this or lack that, or you can't do this, or that person seems better at that, you will be a miserable, discouraged leader. Instead, focus on being the best you can be in your situation, in your small church, your small ministry. How can you compare yourself to how you led yesterday? That's a much better comparison than to a person who's leading a church of 1,000 or, or maybe a church of 500 or whatever. How can you be better than your old self? That's a much better comparison because you're, you are much more able to improve yourself. Each day, with each new improvement, you'll be able to enjoy the satisfaction of making a small but significant change for the better. Over time, your small changes will compound, and not only will your ministry grow, but you will change as a person and as a leader. You'll become a Christian who is able to bounce back from setbacks and crises because you know that small changes lead to big progress. Let me leave you with an application. Now, if you're listening to this in the gym or in your car, on your motorcycle or whatever, you know, you can't do this, but When you listen to this, write down three small things that you could change this week that would improve the quality of your life. 
and specifically in the areas of your devotional life and in your schedule. Just write, write those three things down and commit to doing those things. Now, those things can be practical or they can be mental or whatever, but make sure you write it down because once you start making changes, it helps you to gain momentum. That raises your spirits and your confidence that you can keep on making those changes. Remember, great leaders become great by focusing on improving small things. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. My goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.